Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have Ryan Blazer here from Test My Home. Welcome, Ryan. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're just like pumping out episodes. He's here visiting and we're like, yeah. Every time he comes, like the first night, we just like yak for hours, catching up on each other's lives. And it's like, what are we going to podcast about? And we came up with a few ideas and we had so many that we recorded that this is the second episode we're recording. And we wanted to kind of touch on a topic that both he and I are seeing in our industries. And so this episode is going to be called Keep It Simple, Stress-Free, and... Back to basics. And back to basics. Because uh, as we were kind of catching each other up on lives and business and whatnot, this topic of trauma around people's healing came up. And I keep seeing this over and over again. And other people in their industries are seeing it. There's just so much fear mongering in this industry of health and wellness and alternative health and holistic health. And I'm going to be pretty bold when I say this. It's, it's traumatizing us globally. Like people in the health industry are confused and scared and are making decisions from a place of fear and potential trauma. And to the extent where this is like keeping them up at night and like they feel like they are injuring their families. Like they literally are like, did I cause damage to my child's lungs because they were exposed to something, you know? So that's what we want to talk about today. Do you want to kind of take the reins on this? Yeah. A little yeah. Bit? So, you know, when we talked about it, I've had clients recently where they're just really, really nervous and overwhelmed with, they get online and they start researching about mold or radon or EMF and 5G. And they just, by the time they call me, they're so scared and they're mm-hmm. so paralyzed they don't know what to do mm-hmm. and so it's really important to kind of get back to the basics so to speak of what's what do we really need to do to be healthy what right. what are the things that uh, we should be worried about if anything and is it worth worrying about and so you know, we want to go over a couple different topics some of them are my specialties some of them are your specialties so we're going to mm-hmm. kind of dive into health and nutrition we're going to talk about the uh, environment we're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about mental state. I think those four things are really the big pillars. And a lot of times you can, we can get really stuck in the weeds Mm -hmm. of what the heck do we do? There's so much information out there on all these different topics and it can truly be paralyzing. Right. Right. So where do you think we should start? I say we start with fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and before we go into this, you know, we both just want people to recognize that, you know, healing happens. It doesn't happen overnight. And the stress around your healing could be more detrimental than the toxins that you're exposing yourself to. Um, When you are in a trauma state, when you are reacting from fear, when you are approaching your healing with the energy of, I have to do this versus I get to do this. It's a push pull, push, pull, push, pull scenario that the body really doesn't respond well to. And it's the stress literally, and I say this over and over again, it raises your cortisol. That cortisol is in a, like when it is out of its, its equilibrium or it's a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of it right now, but when, when cortisol is above or below your norm, 
it's going to create inflammation in your body. And, and that hormone is very regulated by your mental well-being. If your brain has, or if you have experienced really stressful situations over and over again, and I'm going to, you know, and oftentimes we think, oh, trauma from like childhood or something. I'm like, no, when, how many times have people put on podcasts and it's provoked fear and you put on another podcast and it's provoking fear. And then you read another article and it's provoking fear. And then you go on Instagram and you listen to a health expert and they're provoking fear. And now you're terrified to be in your body and you're terrified to be in your environment and you're terrified to go outside, that is a trauma response. That is traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you don't feel safe anymore, that's not okay. That's not a space that we should ever be in, right? Like we will heal when we feel safe, when we feel like we can be in our bodies. How often do we try to escape the sensations in our bodies and we want to run away from it, Mm -hmm. right? So creating safety and, you know, maybe saying no to the podcast and no to the influencers and no to whatever it is that's, that's provoking fear, you know, and like having really provocative, here's a great example, like oats have the same substance as gluten, therefore it's going to hurt your stomach just like gluten, you know, like, yeah, let's, let's just plant more seeds of fear in people so that they are more terrified to eat food and they feel like they can't eat anything now other than air and water, Mm -hmm. you know, so that was a really long tangent, but going back to the basics and, you know, creating boundaries with this type of energy is going to be really important in your healing journey. And so let's unpack that. And you wanted to start with fitness. Yeah. Just cause that's an easy one. And yeah. you know, I'm no fitness instructor, but I used to be overweight quite a bit. And so mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fitness instructors. I've done a lot of programs done a lot of things. And you know, you can get really detailed with how you work out and yeah. what you do and when should you do cardio and when should you do lifting, but really get simple with it and just move your body yeah. and do what makes you happy. Do yeah. what you feel good doing. If you like to play soccer, if you just like to go on a hike, if you like to ride a bike, mm-hmm. you, know, if you just, whatever you want to do to get yourself moving, yeah. that's what you need to do. For you people that are hitting the gym two hours a day and you already got figured out this part isn't for you. It's for the people that maybe sit on their couch or they work from home and they're not really moving their body a lot, Mm -hmm. getting your body moving, sweating at least what, 20, 30 minutes, three or four times a week is so important to get that heart rate up and get your cardiovascular going. Yeah. So important. And movement literally stimulates your brain. It creates neurotransmitters that make you feel good and make you feel motivated. Um, There's a book specifically about this topic called Spark that talks about like cardio and, you know, types of movement that have different effects on the brain. And so if I were to tell you or ask you, hey, I have this pill that literally gives you more energy, makes you sleep better, makes your moods better, makes you lose weight, will extend your life for another 10 years. Would you take this pill? You'd say, heck yeah, I would. That's literally exercise. So if I had to say, hey, you need to put 30 minutes aside so that you can have all of those exact same benefits, you know, and we're resistant to it. 
I think what's really important is maybe like lean into that resistance and be like, why, why would I, what in me is resisting this? Why am I fearful of this? If I were to pursue this, what does that mean for me and my body? Um, Because, because I don't want people to be hard on themselves when they're like, why can't I motivate myself? There's an energy there. There's, I want to give a great example of a client that I just consulted with. She's doing all the things right, like the supplements and stuff, but she just hates cooking in the kitchen. She hates cooking healthy meals in her kitchen. And she says, I can't do it. And something in me was like, what is it about your kitchen? And I, and I asked, like, does your kitchen make you feel unsafe? And what is it about your kitchen that you just hate being in it. And she told me as a kid, everything in the kitchen was locked up because her sister had um, a mental illness. And so the kitchen never felt safe to her. And so I said, it's not that you hate cooking. It's you have an energy in your body that feels unsafe when you're in your kitchen. Of course, you're not going to cook vegetables. Of course, you're not. So, so I want to ask listeners, is there an energy to exercise that isn't being addressed. Like, again, let's be really gentle with ourselves and like really go into that and ask ourselves questions as to why we, you know, because we can, we can make time for TV and we can make time for social media and we can make time to get our nails done and our hair done and, you know, whatever. But why can't we invest 20 to 30 minutes a day into just moving our bodies or just start with stretching, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just start with stretching. And maybe like, as you're stretching, like marvel at your body and thank your body and connect with your body is maybe for some people, and please stop me if I'm going on a tangent, maybe for some people, exercise means they actually have to be in their body. They actually have to connect with that, their body. And that's terrifying for them because like I said earlier, we're always trying to escape our body, right? Because we haven't felt safe in it. Mm -hmm. Does exercise, for you mean connection to yourself and that terrifies you so yeah that's my little soapbox there and one thing i got a friend carl that i stayed with down here one time and he sets his house up so that he has to be more active so instead of making his home super convenient Mm -hmm. he'll put the pots and pans like on the very bottom shelf of the cupboards like the stuff that he uses the most like his socks and underwear go on the very top shelf Mm -hmm. in his closet so that he has to constantly be reaching up, reaching down, squatting down that. and, you know, making his, his house set up in a way where he has to use more mm-hmm. energy and, you know, not parking very front. Like don't think, oh, I got to find the closest mm-hmm. parking spot at the grocery store. I'm going to park yeah. at the very end and use this as an opportunity to walk a little bit more yeah. and just build this into your everyday life. And you'll find out that your life will actually start to become a lot less stressful because you're not constantly trying to find shortcuts in your life right. to make your life more easy. You know, I remember one uh, inspection I did where the guy had this phone app that he could control all the lamps on in his living room. So he could mm. literally just sit on the couch and turn the yeah. lamps on and off. I'm like, well, you can't just get up and walk three feet. Right. <laughs> he wanted to be, just sit there, you know, and he had super high EMF. He was a little overweight. You could tell he didn't get much fitness, but like he was spending money and time and energy trying to make his life more convenient. But in fact, he was making it more unhealthy. Yeah. And so just simple things like building those things in, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Yeah. You know, 
those are the kind of things we're talking about that can just make things really simple. You don't have to spend 30 minutes on a treadmill or go do some crazy right. cycling class that's going to blow right. you away. Just simple, get up and take a walk. You know, it just depends on where you're at with your yep. fitness. And also like ask yourself, like, where do you feel safe exercising? Cause like a lot of people think I, I need to go to gym to, to, to work out. I don't feel safe at gyms, so I don't work out at gyms. For me, it's in the comfort of my home with my weights and my bands. Like, really lean into, like, where do I feel safest and find something that sparks joy. I love Marie Kondo where she asks, like, does this spark joy? Then throw it out. I always ask, does this thought of exercise spark joy? Yes, do it. Does it not? Nope. Let's think of something else. Maybe it's a bar class. You know, maybe you want to do more ballet for exercise than run on a freaking treadmill. I can't think of anything worse than running on a treadmill let's yeah. be honest yeah. but like does a does a bar class spark joy great go on youtube and look up a 15 or 20 minute bar class or something and you know do ballet mm -hmm. as exercise like what is sparking joy in you do yeah. that yep. so yeah and experiment around a little bit and make an intention every day like today we're going to do something active mm -hmm. and yes. build it into your life totally and if you're not feeling well and you feel like you've tried different things you still don't feel well but you're not building in physical activity, yeah. you're missing a big part of your picture. Totally. What is our next topic? Let's talk about food. That's yeah. kind of your bread and butter here. So I get a lot of people always say, because my thing, you guys, is get eight servings of vegetables a day, right? And people say that's so hard. And eight servings is like half a cup of like compacted veggies, right? So four cups of vegetables, that's it. And a lot of people are like, I, I can't do that. So I want you to ask yourself, how many vegetable servings of vegetables are you getting right now? Like on average, some people it's one, some people it's two. A lot of you might be eight already, but here's my life hack that I have shared on Instagram and I want to share it, blast it across the world. It is so easy to get an eight servings of vegetables. This is all you have to do. First thing, green smoothie. All right. Make your green smoothie in the morning, in the mornings. And if you've watched me on Instagram, you know, I'm like, I am dogmatic about ratios and the ratios are like four to one. All right. Or three to one, like a lot of greens, three fourths or, you know, 80% greens and 20 to 25% fruit. But a lot of people, they will do like 75% fruit and 25% greens and vegetables. But that's just a lot of fructose and glucose in the morning or whenever you're making your green smoothie, that's going to spike your blood sugar like crazy. And that's going to spike your insulin. That's going to spike your, your, uh, what's the stress hormone? Cortisol. Cortisol. Thank you. <laughs> we're, we're recording late at night and I'm, and I'm so tired. You know, it's going to spike your cortisol and then you're going to get an energy surge followed by a massive crash later. And that's going to be really stressful on your adrenals. And so when people are like, yeah, I make smoothies all the time. I'm like, great. What are the ingredients? And they just list off fruit after fruit, after fruit, after fruit. And then they're like, oh, and then I'll put a a little bit of like green powder and I'm like screaming right inside. But you want to make sure that you get a lot of leafy greens, some vegetables, add in like some mushroom powders or maca powder or some healthy superfood powders in there. And then I love to put in lemon and ginger and then blueberries. And it makes this like lovely lemonade kind of smoothie. It's delicious. And I love to drink that every morning or every other morning. And that is like like half of the vegetable intake that you need a day, you know, so you got your four servings there. So then how do we get the other four? So this is what I tell people take 
three of your favorite vegetables. Let's say it's zucchini. Zucchini is an easy one. Mushrooms and onions, right? Or let's say here's a popular blend, zucchini, bell peppers, and onions. And you're going to take a bunch of that in the beginning of your week and you're going to slice and chop. Get one of those veggie choppers and you take a bunch of zucchinis and you chop them up and you put them in a Ziploc bag or a glass container. Glass container is better because it's not going to leach xenoestrogens. So if you can do a glass container, phenomenal. So you chop up your bell peppers with the, the veggie chopper, right? And then you chop up your onions with that veggie chopper. And then at nighttime, when you are, when you're sitting down as a family eating your dinner, Let's say it's like like the standard American diet of like lasagna, right? Okay, so you're eating pasta with meat and like some kind of sauce. All you have to do is pull out your bags of vegetables, take a handful of zucchini, a handful of onion, and a handful of bell pepper, put it in a pan, saute it with a little bit of olive oil or avocado oil, and you got your other like four servings of vegetables right there. So eat your lasagna and then like your this plate of vegetables literally took you five minutes. That's it. You didn't have to make this really elaborate meal. Or you could do like a smaller handful for lunch and saute that and then a smaller handful for dinner. You can like split it up if you need to. But that's it. You know, so obviously snacks, you can like snack on nuts and seeds, apples and almond butter, apples and nuts. So bee sticks, like snack on bee sticks versus chips and sugar and protein bars that actually have like 30 grams of sugar in them. You know, like bee sticks are phenomenal. That's literally a stick of a protein. That's your protein bar right there. So other things that you can snack on are little bits. I always say like fruits with protein is phenomenal because fruits are a little bit sugary, but the protein or fruits with fat, the protein and the fat will help stabilize that sugar. But you guys, green smoothies and chopped up pre-cut vegetables, easy. Like anyone can do that. Takes hardly any time. So that's what I recommend in the nutrition department. Another thing that I want people to recognize, people that are new to this game, and if you want to add something, Ryan, you can stop me, but I want to tell people like you don't have to go on like a meal plan. You want to crowd out sugar. All right. You want it to feel like natural. You don't want it to feel forced when you're crowding out sugary foods, when you're crowding out unhealthy foods. And I like to call healthy foods, healing foods and unhealthy foods, fun foods, right? They're fun to eat, right? So when we are crowding out the fun food, we're crowding it out with the green smoothies, with those chopped vegetables that we're sauteing. And here's what's happening in your body. You're slowly changing your taste buds, but you're also changing your microbial balance because let's say you've been on the standard American diet for years. You've trained your microbiome to have more unhealthy bacteria that eats that standard American diet. So when you start bringing in the fiber and you start bringing in the vegetables and the complex carbs, you then start feeding the healthy bacteria more. And so they're going to grow and proliferate more. And what actually happens is the bacteria in your gut tells your brain what to crave. So if we have bad bacteria, what I like to call the king of the castle, and they're eating the standard American diet, they're going to stimulate your brain to eat more of the standard American diet. So when you start throwing in green smoothies and you start throwing in that like handful of sauteed mixed vegetables in, you're then feeding your good biome and they're slowly becoming the king of the castle and they're going to stimulate your brain to crave more of that. So I love when my Gutsy Health members start incorporating the green, the green smoothies because it's on the menu plans. 
And they say, you know, in the beginning, I hated those green smoothies, but now I crave them every day. And this is why, because you're literally training those little buggers in your gut to grow and proliferate and they're stimulating your brain. So crowd out the bad stuff. And those are my two tips right there. I can't think of anything right now to add to that. I think that's a really good starting point, but start there. That's it. Crowd out the bad stuff and let it be natural. And don't, you know, like healing doesn't have to be hard and you don't have to push and you don't have to do all the cleanses all the time and all of this and all of that. Like ease and grace, you guys, let's nurture our bodies and, you know, like love on them and say, I get to do this versus like, I have to do this. Let it be gentle because isn't life hard enough as it is? (laughs) Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. So as you're going off on all this food stuff and telling all these things, I'm just looking at you, probably how you look at me when I start going off on environmental stuff. (laughs) Like you're so top level with your nutrition, you got it all dialed in and everything. But like for me, it's when I'm on the road, it's Mm. hard to do it. You know, I don't have Mm -hmm. a blender. I don't have these things. So I'm thinking, well, what do you know, what can I do? And so some of the stuff I've found that's really helpful is to learn to love salads. I know mm. that sounds kind of boring, but there's a lot of amazing salads out there. Yeah. A lot of these restaurants have really, really good salads. Yeah, to they them. do. And so, you know, I've just learned instead of the cheeseburger with fries, that looks really good. That like, that's what my mind is telling me I want to mm-hmm. eat. If I order the chicken salad with the dressing on the side. Yeah. I always find that at the end of it, I've never regretted ordering mm-hmm. the salad. But I do regret when I eat a whole cheeseburger with the French fries. I don't feel very good. Right. And so I always, you know, I tend to think in my mind, I'm I'm eating to live. I'm not living to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I can remember that mantra and kind of recite that to myself, mm-hmm. it really changes my attitude towards food. Yeah. When I'm out on the road working and just finished an assessment, I'm hungry. I'm driving by to see all these delicious places that look good like barbecue or hammer pizza or Mm -hmm. whatever sure i'd love to do but i know that my body that's not what's best for my body so i go find a good place with a good salad a good chicken salad or something and i find that that's so much better for me in the long run you know just keeping it simple and i've learned to really enjoy salads you know knowing that my body my association with how i feel to that food is what's making me like it. I love that. You know, or even like a steak with a side of vegetables, like steamed vegetables, almost any restaurant will do steamed vegetables. And if you are still new to this, like health and healing game, then get a side of ranch and dip your veggies in a little bit of ranch and eat those vegetables. I love the 80, 20 rule. I try to follow the 80, 20 rule as much as possible. 80% healing food, 20% fun food. I eat fun food every day. I love fun food. I love my little healthy, you know, acai bites. I talk about the acai bites all the time. Like if you come to my house, you will probably find three boxes of acai bites in my freezer. And I have my little like junk drawer that has all my fun food snacks there, you know, and oftentimes it's like keto cups or that, you know, you guys, there's good, better, best, right? There are a lot of companies out there that make really healthy fun food, you know, like chocolates that are low sugar or have nuts in them. Or, you know, a lot of people like the Jojo's or just play around. Or I have my holiday treats book that you can make some avocado brownies. You can make help cookies that have chickpea in it, you know, so it's higher fiber, less sugar, 
but still tastes delicious. You know, I have these like fruit and these nut bars that have salt and nuts and seeds and a little bit of chocolate and it's delicious. And it's got a lot of those superfoods in there. So play around with what works for you. But for me right now with my busy schedule, you know, being a single mom working full time, I don't have time to, to bake. So I, I go to Sprouts and I, I get my acai bites and my coconut rolls and my keto chocolates and, and that's what we eat after dinner, you know? Yeah. And so we're even going to a restaurant and eating something healthy and, and then that 20% like, oh, I'm going to do a little drink here or whatever. Like I personally feel like food, you're eating to live, not living to eat, but it should be enjoyed. I enjoy healthy healing foods so much. It brings me so much life because I know exactly what restaurants to eat at that have delicious healthy meals. I know how to cook amazing meals. I know how to make healthy food taste phenomenal and I enjoy it. I enjoy every meal. If, if it's not fun for me to eat it, if it doesn't spark joy, like Marie Kondo says, I'm not into it. And so healing doesn't have to be boring. Whoever told you healthy food tasted nasty, didn't know how to cook, didn't know a thing about how to prep vegetables. And so unfortunately, as you are embarking on a healing journey, it's like, you know, cooking healthy is like muscle memory. You're going to have to like practice it over and over and you're not going to get it the first time and maybe you get it the second, but you might not get it the third. You just have to practice it over and over and over. It's like learning a new talent. It's like learning how to play an instrument, but you will get better. You will. And then you'll be like, man, how did I live without this stuff? My body craves it and I enjoy it and I look forward to these meals. And so yep. I kind of went on a tangent again, but again, <laughs> the 80, 20 rule guys, like it's for the majority of us, it's the way to go. Give yourself permission to not be perfect and give your kids permission to not be perfect. Like don't put fear in them around food. So many people in this world right now, oh my gosh, they, this is, oh, this could be a big soapbox for me. But they do some food sensitivity test, you know, where they hold the rods and now they're, they can't eat, and I put here air quotes, can't eat 20 different kinds of foods. And then their child can't eat these foods and the other child can't eat these and the husband. So what do we eat and how do we cook? And so Gina has mentioned this in one of the podcasts earlier, but, you know, you could literally take a vial of blood and get it tested for like food sensitivities and do an, from that same vial of blood another test and the sensitivities will show up different. So how accurate is this testing? It's not accurate. And think of the damage. And I want to use that word very intentionally. The damage it is doing to our healing journeys where it is breeding so much fear of food. It's breeding so much fear in the body. Oh my gosh, my body can't handle these foods. Think of that message you're giving yourself. My body is too weak to digest this. My, my personal favorite way to eliminate food is there's the top six guys. There's gluten, dairy, corn, soy, peanuts, and sugar. Those six foods right there, oh, and eggs. So those seven foods right there are the most inflammatory, most immune-provoking foods on the planet. Maybe start there. Don't have a 20 list of food items that you, that you can't eat. Like Start with those 
And if you need to eliminate more, then you can after like start with those top seven though for three whole months, three months. That's it. Before you go in deeper, it takes three months for your body to get out those inflammatory molecules that are provoking the immune reaction. So cut those seven things out for three months. And if you're not feeling better by then, then deep dive a little bit more and then take out the the next few most inflammatory foods. And then after three months, take out the next most inflammatory foods. But you'll probably find like the majority of people, if they cut out those seven foods, they're feeling better in a month. And like we're saying completely cut it out, right? Like no cheating. They feel like a different person. Easy. There was no fear. There was no this. There was no that. It's just those foods just don't jive with the majority of people in the world because of the way that they've been processed and changed and, you know, genetically modified or farmed. Why is gluten so inflammatory? Well, it's because it's completely different to what we used to grow a hundred years ago and it's drenched in glyphosate. Yeah, of course we're going to eat it and feel like we've been poisoned. It's not because your body is weak. It's because we've messed up food so much. All right. Your body is doing amazing. We got to trust it a little bit more. Stop feeding it these messages that it's incapable. Like that stress right there is going to give you a stomach ache. That stress right there is going to provoke an inflammatory response in your body. Think about this. If you, every time you eat a meal and you're scared, you have already got inflammation in your body before that meal actually touched your lips. So think of the messages you're sending your body yeah. And another, no, that's great. That's and the fear behind it and the thoughts. That's so important. One thing I was going to mention too, that a lot of people get stressed out about is that it's expensive mm. and it takes a lot of oh, time. It's not. So we proved that tonight. So I came over done with work. I wanted to go out to dinner, mm-hmm. I'll go probably eat some bunch of food that I probably shouldn't have. We're like, no, let's stay here. Let's keep it simple. And we, you prepared a very simple meal. Do you remember what I said? I was like, why would I want to go to a restaurant and get a stomach ache I know, yeah. when, when I could eat like my own home, like cooked meal and know yeah. exactly what's in it. And we probably would have spent $200 out mm-hmm. somewhere. There was four, three adults, three kids. Mm-hmm. And what did we made? We made Instant Pot. Uh, spaghetti spaghetti squash, squash with, I just bought the butternut squash pasta sauce, which is probably like 10 bucks. And then we did. And then we did beans, out, beans of and out of a can. And we did rice, uh-huh. a little rice. And mm-hmm. then you took you took some veggies and you cut up some carrots, some mm-hmm. peppers, and, and some celery, celery, and, and some did like sauce. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we and, just laid it all out. Mm-hmm. And we just and, ate, and it was great. And there was hummus, and there was guacamole. So we dipped the veggies in hummus and guacamole in the bitchin' sauce. And we had our spaghetti squash with the butternut squash sauce on top. Yeah, maybe 20, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it took. 10, 15 minutes. It was so easy. And it was delicious. I felt great after I ate. The kids ate all of their food. Yeah. All of it. They, they all ate it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah. And so it was simple. It was healthy. It Mm -hmm. it was easy. Yeah. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. When people join the gutsy health membership and they do the meal plans, they're like, Oh my gosh, my grocery bill is so low. And I'm like, yes, it is. So eating healthy is not expensive. Oh, that's a myth. Snacking healthy is expensive. Yes. You go to the store and you buy a snack, you get like five bites of something and it's like $5, you know? So remember that 
eating healthy isn't expensive. Snacking healthy is. All right. Mm. So if you are going to make something from scratch, you're going to save a lot of money. And remember what I told you about the green smoothie thing. Like that smoothie is probably costing you five bucks. Cheap. That's so cheap. And that's like a lot of smoothie. That could probably be split between like two or three people. Right. And so think like you go to Starbucks and you buy a Breve latte for five bucks, you know, like a tall or grande. And like, that's literally one drink that's, you know, super inflammatory um, and burning out your adrenals. And you could be drinking this incredible smoothie with all of these, like, oh my gosh, so many vitamins and minerals and antioxidants in and tons of fiber and tons of superfoods in it. So, so yeah, snacking healthy is expensive. Yeah. Another simple thing that I try to teach my kids when we do it in our house is single item ingredients. Yeah. An apple. Yeah. A banana. Yep. Mm-hmm. It has one ingredient. Handful of pecans. If it has more than three ingredients, mm-hmm. you're getting to, and that's where you're getting to the snacky food. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I Or even like two two food ingredients, apples and peanuts, not peanut butter, guys. Peanuts are, they have aflatoxin, which is really inflammatory. L- literally like aflatoxin. It has the word toxin in it. It's really <laughs> bad for your liver. So go for like almond butter or nutso. I love nutso. Oh my gosh, the chocolate nutso, you guys. Every time I go to natural grocers, I like clean out the shelves. I buy like 10 at a time. And I'm like, is there any left? No. And I, I'll take it home. I noticed you had a whole bunch. In yeah. <laughs> Lot. <laughs> I hit up natural grocers today and I bought a yeah. whole box <laughs> because they're the only place in town that sells the chocolate nuts. So <laughs> yeah, I literally cleaned off the shelf, but it's so good. And it has low sugar. Anyways, yeah, like, so that's you can do like one. apples and nutso, you know, mm-hmm. like you can do bananas and nutso. You can do a beef stick. You can, yeah, like yeah. So like seaweed, I love just giving my kids the seaweed with like, that's been, uh, what is it? Heated with olive oil or avocado oil. Try to avoid the sesame seed oil, you guys, cause that's inflammatory. But yeah. So one or two ingredients, easy yeah. peasy. So some good takeaways from this section, just keep it simple. Don't mm-hmm. stress on the food. Yeah. Single item ingredients. Crowd out the unhealthy food, the fun food with the healing yeah. food. Just crowd it out nice yeah. and slow. You don't have to force, you don't have to go on a fancy diet, like let it be natural, but still being intentional too. Mm -hmm. So still be very intentional. And draw your line somewhere. Some people have different tolerances. Like for Mm -hmm. me, I don't do corn syrup. I don't do donuts. I don't do soda. Yeah. I don't do artificial things. I definitely don't do, if it has an ingredient in it that I don't know what it is, or if Mm -hmm. I can't pronounce it, or Mm -hmm. if it has some weird letters and number combination, I definitely don't need it. Juices too. Juice is just a waste of calories that destroys your body and spikes your blood sugar and like messes with the way your body handles carbs. Yeah. I don't, I love superior you guys superior sweet and with stevia. It has vitamins and minerals, four sources of vitamins and minerals in that it's tastes so good. You can make popsicles out of it. You can make jello out of it. You can drink it multiple times a day. It tastes amazing. Children love it. You know, so instead of juices, oh my God, I was at a friend's house and there's this Pedialyte and he's like, is this healthy? And I looked at it. I was like, hell no. They're giving this to children that are sick. Give them superior minerals. Like, what are we doing? It had like 12 grams of sugar. And I'm like, you want to give this colors and you want to give this to a two year old 12 grams? Like the average, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry guys. I'm going on so many tangents, but an adult is supposed to have 24 to 26 grams. Like that's how much extra sugar 
you're supposed to have. So this was like half the amount of what an adult is supposed to have for a child. What? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> superior. Superior okay. is the way to go. And yeah. all the other things that we said. Yeah. What's next? This episode is sponsored by Cozy Earth, a premium bamboo bedding and loungewear company. You guys, if you want to get 40% off the best sheets of your life, listen up. I am hooked on Cozy Earth bamboo sheets. I never knew how much better my sleep would get because of their temperature and moisture regulation. Not only that, but they are antibacterial, insanely soft, and one of my favorite things besides being certified free of harsh chemicals and dyes is that they are a company that practices ethical production, which is a huge bonus for me. So if you're ready to try these sheets and get better sleep, go to CozyEarth.com and use this incredible 40% off discount code, Gutsy. Should we talk about mental health and trauma and spirituality? Because I that I see it's huge. is a big one. You know, people call me up. They say, I'm sick. I've been to different doctors. I don't know what's going on. I go to their house. I haven't trouble finding anything, but I can see they're not getting along with the kids. They're not getting along with the husband. I can tell mm-hmm. they're in a toxic relationship or yeah. uh, maybe they just lost a job or a death in the family. I've had yeah. situations where death in the family, you know, and divorce and you can tell they're sick. You can tell they're not doing good and they're right. looking in all these other directions and they're not looking within. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. That's not what I'm trained for, but I can see it. Yeah. And I see it's there, you know, and we all deal with it. And so right. I think it's important to at least address that. Mm-hmm. And I know that in my life, when I start to feel stressed out or feel overwhelmed or feel sad, one of the things that helps me, I can't remember who told me this, but I've been using it for most of my life, is say 12 things you're really thankful for. Yeah. The 12 most, the best things in your life that you're really thankful for. And by the time you get to like 10, 11, 12, you're not feeling as bad anymore. And at least for me, that really, really works. Yeah. Or do something kind for a stranger or somebody right. else. Just do a random nice thing for somebody else. That mm-hmm. always turns me around too. Yeah. I think having boundaries with uh, technology and social media is a huge one. Like if you are following anyone or reading any posts that provoke anger or fear or sadness, like I, I have a very strong boundary now where it's like, if it doesn't spark joy in me, man, I love Marie Kondo and that, that, that saying, if it doesn't spark joy, like what am I even doing here? Like I'm not inspired. I, I feel like it, I've been downed now. Like I have to feed my heart and my mind and my soul with uplifting things, you know, and I just want to surround myself with lovely, uplifting, funny things that make me feel good. You know, one, because my life has been so heavy lately, but two, because I'm worth it and you're worth it. Like if you go to a party, would you go and talk to the most depressing person on the planet? Or do you want to talk to the person who's the life of the party? Right? So why do we allow the most depressing news into our daily lives when we're scrolling? You know, like why would we do that to ourselves? And maybe there's a story. Well, I have to keep up to date with all of this. And part of me is like, but what, at what cost? Yeah. Like, what is that information doing for you? Because are you not more of service to the world and to your community and your children? If you are happy, if you are centered in self-love, if you are inspired, 
right? If you are excited about your day, like doesn't that person serve the world more than the person who's collecting facts and data from the news and now is a know-it-all about everything, but is depressed and anxious as hell, Yeah. right? Like how do you serve someone from that space, from that energetic and vibrational frequency? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Do you really need to know all that negative stuff? Is do it you? really, really that important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I got us last year for New Year's was I got off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I didn't even miss it at all. In fact, I feel like my life was better. Yes. Because there was just so much toxic stuff with mass and COVID and election. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. It's not good at all. And I didn't miss it one bit. One saying that I heard like 10 years ago and it stuck with me was, and I hope I don't butcher this. It was, it goes something like this. The human heart was never meant to hold the weight of the world. And think about it. We live in a day and age where we can get information about everything from everywhere, from what is happening in the Middle East to what's happening in, you know, California to what's happening in Brazil and all of these tragedies. We're hearing them over and over. Like we are being force fed the amount of COVID deaths happening over and over and over again. That is so depressing. And these are happening all across the world we were never supposed to get that. Like our minds and our hearts and our souls were never supposed to intake the vast amount of sad information that we are now being fed. Yeah. So be careful, like protect yourself. Like you have to protect yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and put up boundaries and be like, my mental well being is worth it. Yes. And I don't have to be an expert on sadness and de- like depressing information to be of value to the world. Me being a happy, present, functional human being is just as much service if if not more. Yep. What else about this topic? So what are some good tricks that you do, like simple things you do when you start feeling down or depressed or not happy? What are some things that you do to help bring you back? Ooh, because I've had a lot of those feelings this right, year. You should be good at that. <laughs> I sh- I'm, I'm pretty good at it, actually. I'm yep. not going to lie. Oh, my, I feel like an expert. Um, when I feel it, So here's the thing, but this is different because I don't go into like social media and like read depressing stats, you know, um, this is like just sadness is coming up in my life, but I I think this can apply too. So you, you just feel it. You have to sit in it. I find that when, when a sad feeling comes up, I want to run away from it. I want to do something. I want to be active. I want to be like, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? And when a friend taught me something really important, he says, you integrate it and you sit in it, and you let it move through you. And so there's multiple ways that I allow it to move through me. One is exercise or movement or hiking. Mm -hmm. Um, Since I got COVID, God, that kicked my ass. But since I got, I haven't been able to exercise in weeks, and that's been hard for me. But there's other ways that I've been able to move it, and music is instrumental for me like Mm -hmm. muse there's there's like i know when i feel stuck in an emotion like i can feel it and i try to run from it but instead i'll put on songs by like olifer arnold's that like reminds me of tristan and i will just weep and i will weep and i will cry and i'll and i'll let it go and i'll and i have to remind myself i'm not going to feel like this forever this is just an energy that needs to move through me it's it's not an endless piece of energy it's just a big chunk And so I will let it move through and I'll feel the feels and maybe I talk to a friend about it or a friend or two and they'll ask me some really incredible questions. And then I 
always, always, always prioritize the opposite. I will then, once I'm done with the sad music, once I'm done with the talking, I will put happy music on, dance music, like something that inspires me and makes me feel happy and joyous. So I always want to hold space for the sad and the happy, the heavy and the light, because you have to, you have to schedule it in. And so I have played more music this year than I have ever played in my entire life, like less podcast listening, less researching. I actually like failed one of my classes because I was like, I can't do this. Like it was right after Tristan night. I'm like, oh, I have to finish classes. And I enrolled and I totally missed the one exam. And I was like, I don't even care. Like, I don't have time to study. I only have time for music right now. Mm -hmm. I only have time to integrate my sadness and like call in happiness. And it's literally, you have to call it in, right? You have to create it. You have to practice it. And so another thing that I do is gratitude is huge. Gratitude can literally shift you, you know? And so when you think of all the things that you're grateful for, oh my gosh, it's like, I have hands that can move, I have a body that can hold my children. I have goosebumps just thinking about this. Like this body, oh my gosh. Like I, it allows me to feel the spectrum of emotion. I get to feel sadness. I get to feel elation and euphoria in this body. Like how miraculous is that? I get to live in a place where I can look out the windows and there's this gorgeous mountain view with trees for days and it's like wow like to just recognize all the good things there are and like be in this state of awe and childlike wonder Mm -hmm. like sink deep into it like get in that space right like you guys for instance and i've said this before but and brit lefko has but we are literally floating on a speck of dust in outer space you know like living this life Like, what? How amazing is that? So just remember to just be in this state of awe and wonder. And then the third thing I do is I have these affirmations that I love. And I listen to them over and over and over again. And they really get me in a groovy mood. And it's, you know, and it just says, it's like these these phrases now that are just constantly stuck in my mind. And I've been listening to this for like four years. You know, whenever I'm in this like funk, I put these on and I just listen to it. It's like two and a half hours long. I don't listen to it for two and a half hours straight, but chunks here and there, you know, and it's just, it's my reminder. It's my reminder that, yeah, some of the sayings are like, I never fail. I either... I either learn or I win or something like the universe always says yes. You know, it's just things like that. And so these phrases are now like part of my core belief systems, right? Because I've heard them so much over and over and over again. Did that answer your question? Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah. You know, and there's something that's coming up that uh, was a study came out that we need to all be aware of and a little concerned about is that we've passed the threshold where we're spending more of our awake time in what they call the metaverse now, what mm-hmm. you would consider your cell phone, uh, internet, Crazy. Instagram, Facebook, our eyes are now interacting through the world, through our screens more mm-hmm. than we are in real life. So they say the average person now spends 8.6 hours looking into the screen mm. for various reasons, for work, for entertainment, yeah. for gaming, for TV, for yeah. whatever it is. And that's across the world. So that's scary. So that probably Americans are probably spending a lot more than that. Yeah. But that's scary to think that more than half of our time we're spending in this 
artificial virtual world. And it's not necessarily artificial because it's, it's real things, mm-hmm. but it's taken away from the reality yeah. of, of the world of our lives. And so one thing that I did that was a big help for me is I took all the notifications off of my phone. Mm, I love that. So just go into your settings, all the notifications turn off so that if you want to check your text, if you want to check your voicemail, you have to physically You're in choice. go in. And it's so mm-hmm. refreshing and not feel tied to my phone to where when I pull it out, I have 15 notifications from Instagram and Facebook and uh, I got a text message and I got a voicemail and now I have to, I feel like I'm tied to that. I feel like I have to go in and check all these different things. And now just 30 minutes just went by and I just went through all these different things. So try doing that and it's really liberating. It feels really good and not feel that connection to it. I bet people will go through kind of like a withdrawal in the beginning and then they'll be like, Oh, this is the best feeling ever. It is nice, but I feel like we're going more and more into that world. And if you watch some of these shows, like we watched ready player one recently. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's another one, Sarah gets my Bruce Willis, where people are in the future interacting with each other in these virtual worlds. And these virtual worlds are more real than the real life. Yeah. And that's the way that's where we're headed right now. Yeah. And so we need to be careful of that and be aware of that. And recognize like we need human connection. Like a yep. text is not human connection. A DM is not a human connection. Like we need physical touch. We need he- like, you know, eye to eye contact. We need mm-hmm. interaction. We need people's energetic field to fuel us. We are, we are, communal people we used to be very tribal and we thrived in tribes and now we are isolated in our homes to raise our children by ourselves yeah and that's a very very hard life to live yeah we need tribe yeah so mental state takeaway just make you know appreciate the world we live in appreciate Mm-hmm. our connection with our heart and with each other. Yeah. Appreciate what we have. Yeah. You know, be thankful, say thankful, be kind to one another, enjoy music. Mm-hmm. These might seem simple, but they're things that we're not doing as often. Right. And when we do these things, it will help put our mind in the mindset to appreciate and notice the positive things. Cause there's always going to be good. There's always going to be bad. It's what do we choose to focus on? What do we choose totally. to look at? And that's the important part that we need to focus on. Yep. Yeah. What's next? Environment. Environment. Let's go. You're the environment guy. Yeah. Real simple stuff here. I mean, you know, we've talked about some of this stuff before. Getting ventilation in your house, getting fresh air, Mm. using good filters in your home. Uh, The air we breathe is really important. If you walk in your home and it smells funny, try to figure out what the smell is. You know, don't use artificial fragrances to cover up a smell. Uh, get to the bottom of it. Your house should smell very neutral, should smell very clean. If it doesn't, figure out what it is that's making it not smell good. Yeah. Turn off your devices when you're not using them. Power down. That's just a big mm-hmm. one. Just power down when you're not using. Yep. You know, use, like in your kitchen, try to stay away from plastics. You know, throw the plastics mm-hmm. away. Use glass, use wood, use stainless steel. Definitely don't use Teflon. Yes. Um, all those are really big ones. Uh, healthy cleaning products. Keep it simple. Vinegar and water will clean yeah. a lot of stuff. You yeah. don't need all these complex cleaning supplies. No. Just keep it simple. Or fragranced hair, beauty, makeup, yeah. lotions. You don't need to smell like you just walked out of Victoria's Secret. Yeah. You know, not necessary. <laughs> no, like yeah. essential oils were great, you know, and yeah. And totally. keep your house clean. Cleaning goes a long ways. The stuff that builds up in dust, when we analyze dust, it's made up of dead skin cells 
It's made up of insect parts, insect mm. feces. Gross. It's made up of pesticides and herbicides, Ugh. broken down foams and fibers, and plant material. That's mm-hmm. basically what dust is. Mm-hmm. So when you have dust around your house and it's getting your food and getting in your hands, or your little ones are crawling on the floor, you're ingesting that. And over time, that's going to be a toxic load in your body. Mm. So having a clean home goes a long ways. Take the effort to do that. Totally. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, really, those without diving in deep, those are just yeah. the basic. We're trying to keep it simple. And again, this whole point of this podcast is to try to get back to basics and yeah. remember the simple things in each of these categories and don't get overwhelmed with all of the stuff you hear out there. Just really do what feels best for you and follow yeah. some of these simple tips and start where you're at. You don't have to be a pro at this stuff. You don't have to go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Start where you're at and make little changes, totally. little teeny changes in the right direction are going to, you can either do things throughout your life that are going to take away your health or you're going to do things that add to your health. It's the little decisions. Right. So do you want to order a cheeseburger or are we going to order a chicken salad today? Yeah. Those are the little decisions. Are we going to, this person that cut us off, are we going to flip them off and get angry or are we just going to let it go and wave back to them? You know, right. are we going to, are we going to say a kind thing to this person or are we going to say a rude thing? Right. It's these little decisions that we go through life that make the biggest impact. And I want to add one thing before we wrap this episode up, but I feel like as a whole, as in our culture, as a society, as a planet, we have stopped trusting ourselves. We go to a podcast to listen to the expert tell us what to do, right? Instead of approaching it like I'm going to listen to this person and then decide for myself if this is true for me or not. You know, and this happens in my consults all the time when people say, Janique, do you think I should cut this out? And I'll go... I don't know. Do you think you should cut it out? And they'll be like, I don't know. And I'll take them literally through an exercise where I say, okay, close your eyes, take deep breaths, take all that mental energy and drop into your body. I say, pretend the energy is like a beehive and the bees are like buzzing around your head right now. That's where all your energy is because we're thinkers. We're so in our minds, like we literally escape our bodies and we stay in our minds. And that's when we're like, we're trying to think through things instead of feel through things. So I say, Right now, your energy is like a beehive on your head. Like bring all of that down into your body. Take deep breaths. And I'll say drop into your body. And when you're there, let me know. And then some people, it takes them 10 seconds. Some people, it takes them a minute or two. And they're like, okay, I'm in my body. I'm like, okay, good. Now ask your body, should you cut that out? And every single person I have done this with will get an answer. And it's like an obvious answer and they're shocked. And I'm like, that's the intelligence of your body. I am not the expert in your body. And your mind is not the expert in your body. Your body is the expert in your body. It is this brilliant vessel that has evolved over millions, billions of years. It has a divine intelligence ask it what it needs. Like how cool is that, that we can do that? And I promise you it works every time. And so when you are integrating information from a doctor's visit or a nutrition coach's visit or a dietitian, or a podcast or an Instagram story or whatever, a post that you saw on Facebook, ask your body, is this true for us? Should I do this? Should I do that? 
Like, but here's the thing is like a lot of us try to escape our bodies. This is, you know, because we are like, there's a lot of fear in us and it's this fear mongering, right? We are so scared of what is happening that we escape it and we get into our minds and we ask the experts, but it's time to go within you guys. And it's time to take back your power. Actually, you don't even have to take it. You just embrace it. Embrace your power. There's no power struggle. It's always been there. You don't have to fight someone for it. It belongs to you. It's yours. It's always been yours. So all you have to do is lean in, just soften into it, just embrace it, step into that, and then find your divinity and ask it, is this true for me? And see what your body says. And that's it. That's all I want to say. Anything else we want to say before we wrap up? I don't think I can really top that. That was great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I say that a lot to a lot of clients. So it's like, it's a speech that I've said multiple times, but that's so true. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. You have a connection to the divine, just like we all do. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a practice to practice trusting yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a week. But the more you practice, the better it's going to get. And teach your children how to do that. Like Teach them how to like trust their bodies and see what their bodies want to need. Like how empowering is that? Oh my God. So you guys, that's it. We hope this episode was helpful. We hope that we have been able to instill some kind of empowerment and been able to push out fear. And allow you guys to step into your power and embrace it and lean into it. So, Ryan, how can people find you? Test, You're the test my home guy. <laughs> Testmyhome.com and test my home on Instagram. Those are the two yeah. best places to find us. Yeah. yeah. And this is like episode nine or 100 that I've done with you. Yeah, a lot now. You yeah. guys like it's too much fun. There's so many episodes that I've done with Ryan that are phenomenal. When I asked everyone on Instagram, like, what do you want us to talk about? So many people said mold. Um, we've got an episode on mold. Um, we actually have an episode on like, is it 15 easy things you can do to create yeah. a less toxic home? Like that was a big one. Yes. Like go and listen to that. Like Ryan, touched a little bit on environment, but if you want a little bit more, go listen to that episode. We'll put it in the show notes. In fact, we should just put all the episodes we've done with you in the show notes. There's a lot, yeah. but yeah, all of his episodes are phenomenal. If you want to deep dive EMFs, deep dive it, go and listen to the other episodes with Ryan. We record every time he's in town. So, um, we'll probably get to like episode 20 someday. Yeah. You'll never know. You're my frequent flyer on this podcast, Ryan. So thank you. Good stuff. I love it. Thanks <laughs> me for having too. me. Listeners love it. And you guys, thank you for listening. It truly is such an honor that you trust us and you use your time and your bandwidth to listen to the Gutsy Health podcast. We really appreciate it. And we are so honored that we are a part of your journey. So until next time, have a great week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. 